Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy hump day. We're almost through the week. It flew by. I love not doing work on Mondays. It's such a fabulous way to start the week. Would you rather not have work on Mondays or have to fast on Mondays? Um, I think you know? I would. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would take the work day. It's like, what do I love more, being lazy or eating? They go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand. Today's hump day, but you wouldn't know it because the man of the hour. He's not here today. He has a very busy schedule, so I've heard. Yeah, I spoke to him briefly this morning about his decision to not come in, and it was multifaceted. The first is that he's obviously just busy. I mean, if you looked like that, wouldn't you be busy too? 100%. And the other um, was something he was like a little less comfortable talking to me about. Okay. He feels like he's just kind of been pulling focus from the show um, with his beauty and grace and charm and uniqueness, nerve and talent. And he just didn't feel right about it. He thinks a lot of the, you know, the show is kind of concentrated around him. Yeah. Oh, there are police at our door. What oh is going God. on? Are, you look, are they looking for us? I don't think no. so, but like so much drama oh at Successful God. Savings. So much drama <laughs> at Successful Savings. Okay, they're gone. Um, wow, that was crazy. That was. Um, I agree. He's definitely been feeling some type of way about like all eyes on him yeah. all the time. Yesterday, he was just like the king of symmetry as he sat. Oh, the police waved to us. Have a good in, day. I wonder if they're toasters. <laughs> Definitely not. The king of symmetry as he sat like dead center. In between us and our guests. It was just something to behold. Yeah, so he just felt like he was really, really pulling focus. And that's not what, you know, Rome is about. And he just wanted to take himself out of the equation for a minute. And I kind of respect that seeing as how, you know, this is our show and we should be the stars. Yeah, we have no choice but to respect his decisions. And we have no choice but to be the stars. No, we, we have no choice. I am deep into Mad Men, and I just, I cannot, like, I'm mad at myself for not watching it sooner, oh, but wow. I'm also enjoying it so much. It's, like, it's, it's a desperate housewives. Hundred, in terms of level of involvement, oh. quality of show, and how much, like, joy and love it brings. And speaking of Desperate Housewives, I got a message from someone yesterday that there's actually like a record number of actors who have either starred or made cameos in Mad Men and Desperate Housewives. There's like a huge amount of crossover. It's like 11 people. Oh, wow. That's amazing. My favorite guy, I think, is Roger Sterling. And yes. he plays the mayor in Desperate Housewives. Oh, yes. But he is just everything of the sort. No, I mean, I like never even thought ever in my life about John Hamm. Like, and he never really, mm -hmm. never crossed my mind. No, and if you don't watch Mad Men, you will never think about him. And I've seen the pictures of him in gray sweatpants. Like, I know what's going on, but I just never really thought of him. And I think of him. Yeah. Quite often. Yeah. No, you're going to think night. of him. He's so handsome. And he really just, like, 
the fact that he wasn't born in the 50s like is a shock to me you know mm -hmm. he does it so well so i'm enjoying it so much if you've been looking for a true content upper one with seven seasons it's on Amazon Prime. Seven good seasons, too. Like, yeah, there hasn't been a moment where I'm like, I'm bored. It's just so well done. It's so premium. And I'm, I'm getting so over jealous. Elizabeth Olsen. Like, she's so annoying. Yeah, she's she's tough. But she, she'll grow on you, and they'll shift focus, you know, because it's very much an ensemble show, as you'll see. So let me know how you're doing along the way. Yeah, so that's kind of like where I've been. That's so exciting. You know where I've been? What where? I watched last night? The Click. Yes. Oh, I was like, how did you know? I posted on my Instagram. Yeah, I'm like, duh. I follow you. <laughs> I watched Content the upper. click. Um, you know what? I found it to be like kind of stressful. I'm not going to lie. Because like Massey is so bitchy. Mm -hmm. And like she's the worst kind of teen tween. And it was just like stressing me out. Like, oh my, I don't know. I just, she needed a talking to. Yeah. And she was just like really mean and not in an endearing way. I think that's a really interesting point and not to get like all introspective, but I do find it really interesting how like the content, we, like content has changed so much. Like the movies we idolized growing up were always about like popular girls in school and they were never like popular and nice. Like they were always popular and mean. And that was really like a genre, mean girls. Like it, it was just the type of movie that like kids our age like died for. For sure. And also it was like the examples for us. Right. And... I think it, it it was like just reminding me of a time when like it was just like cool to be mean. And it's not. And it's not. And so watching it now, I'm like, Massey, really? Yeah. Yikes. Yikes, Massey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. And it takes a fresh set of eyes to see that. Yeah. But it, it was, you know, just exciting to be with the click gals. But what like, do you I'm want, so, Stare? Yeah. No, like taco, burrito, nacho. <laughs> <laughs> The one-liners were real zingers. Yeah, they were real zingers. But it was it was different to watch, you know? What platform did you watch it on? It's on Netflix. Of course it is. Yeah, so definitely check it out. It was it was enjoyable, and um, but it definitely made me think. We love for things that just make you think. Yeah, no, we, we love to be thinking. I'm always thinking. Yeah. Always. Um, speaking of thinking, do you want to get into what we got to do today? Because we have the Fast Five stories, of, of course. course. And we have Dear Toasters. Yes. Which so has just become everyone's favorite moment. Me too. So, you know what? Go you for it. Go for it. Go for it. To dive right in to the yeah. Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Shit. One second. I'm getting a call. Are you for real? I'm getting a call. We're live. Hello? What? Dr. Fichemin? <laughs> <gasps> The RDH is back? Oh, no. Don't worry, doctor. I know just what to do. Today's episode is brought to you by e.l.f. Cosmetics. Oh, my God. I love e.l.f. Me, too. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for little ways to treat ourselves, especially now. We don't want to spend a ton of money doing that. And that's why we love e.l.f. Cosmetics. e.l.f. Cosmetics is all about bringing the best of beauty to the eyes, lips, and face. Not everyone knows that e.l.f. stands for eyes, lips, face. Um, with e.l.f. Cosmetics, we know we're going to get high-quality premium makeup and skincare products at unbelievable prices. Who else in the beauty game is making the holy grail products for less than the price of a latte? Whether it's new formulation, a fun collab, or an at-the- or an of-the-moment trend, there's always something new to check out from e.l.f. So many of their products have become cult classics, garnering thousands of five-star reviews and a huge online community. My favorite product from e.l.f. is the Poreless Putty Primer. I've been using it. Oh, my God. I use that, too. You do? Yeah. Um, I rec someone recommended it to me on a YouTube video, like, years ago. And it's, like, a hu it's better than, like, primers that are 
like 10 times the price. Yeah. It's so reasonably priced and it's, it smells so good and it's the best uh, primer that I use. And also their glittery eyeshadows are fabulous. Everything. Oh, and all of my brushes are from e.l.f. No, it's amazing. Because like spending so much money on brushes is just insane. Insane. And e.l.f. has everything. They make sponges, brushes, palettes. They make the nicest lip gloss and the prettiest um Shades. Shades. Um, and they're 100% vegan and cruelty-free, obviously, so you can feel great about shopping there. Everyone loves e.l.f. Their products also make the perfect gift. And at their prices, you can put together a full face gift bag, a self-care package, or an entire skincare routine without breaking the bank. And right now, we have an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners where you can get 25% off your e.l.f. purchase of $40 or more. Go to elfcosmetics.com slash toast and use the promo code toast at checkout to get this exclusive offer. It's the best deal out there right now, and you won't find anywhere else. That's the promo code Code toast at elfcosmetics.com slash toast for 25% off your elf purchase. Thank you, Elf Cosmetics. I'm feeling so much better. Love it. Sign on, get your eyes, lips, face, and check. Snatched. First story, so exciting. Kevin Hart's wife, Aniko Parrish, gives birth to a baby girl named Kaori Mai. There are so many babies. No, I can't keep you up. You don't understand. We could do the Fast Five every day and have... Ev- Five stories about births and pregnancies. Elsa Hosk. Elsa, she is pregnant with as well. Tom Daly. Yes, and um, Ashley Simpson is pregnant. She is. Yes, she is. So there's just it's honestly too. We need to maybe have like a baby segment. Yeah. Well, what I've been doing is just like picking my favorite news of the day. Yeah. But yeah, we could do a baby segment every single day now because there's such wonderful baby news, including the birth of Kaori My Heart. Oh, she was born? She was born. Oh, I thought they announced a pregnancy. Uh, no, Aniko posted, nine months preparing to fall in love for a lifetime. She's thankful, grateful, and blessed, she wrote on Instagram. That's really sweet. They're like a nice couple. And they I went through them. like a really public, like hard time. Mm-hmm. And I just love them. And I feel like they're better off now. And they like really worked through it. And I love them. They're better than ever. And they've been through a lot this year, too. We were listening to... Um, Kevin Hart oh, yeah. on Joe Rogan and with Kevin's accident. It's just been a really crazy year for them. So this is some really wonderful news. I forgot about that. We listened to that podcast in the car in the middle of the night. So like we wouldn't fall asleep. And it was it, actually a fabulous podcast. It was really, really good. I think that Joe Rogan's going to, I think he knows what he's doing. He's going to go places. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think his podcast might get kind of big. Yeah, no, for sure. He has what it takes. I'm happy for him, you know. No, we'll that say. I am. No, nobody knows for sure though. No, you, you know, these things are uncertain. Oh, also, it's International Podcast Day. Oh, my gosh. Happy International Podcast Day, everyone. Happy International Podcast Day to you. Yes, we do have some Canadian toasters. Therefore, we are international. Yes. Wow, so exciting. I love a day celebrating the Us. art of podcasting. Because it is, it an, is art. an art. And we are the artists. Bitch me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Okay, next story, more drama. Demi Lovato teases a oh. new song, oh. a mid-split from Max Eric. Quote, music is always there for me. He just doesn't stop. He put up the... She is no. teasing new music. Oh, no. but you're well, saying... Well, she has to do something to counteract yeah. all of his Instagram posts. He put one up yesterday that he deleted that said that everyone's trying to Jeffrey Epstein him. And I was like, what? sir?" And then he put up a bunch like, save the children, human trafficking. It's like... I agree. The children should be saved. Like, what does that have to do with this? I He's on a spiral. And it's like, it's really embarrassing. And Demi's team can't be putting out more articles fast enough saying how embarrassed she is, like, to be a part good, of this. Good, That's exactly what she should be doing. It's a, my favorite word. It's a disgrace. Early on Wednesday morning, the 28-year-old pop songstress posted on social media and revealed that she is set to release a new song later in the day. Music is always there for me. Song in the AM, she wrote on Twitter. I guess that would be today. Um, oh no, I, today's Wednesday. Okay, I was, cool, tomorrow. I was reading it and I'm like, 
<laughs> song in the am? Because she didn't put a period between am, so I'm like, song in the am? I'm like, are the kids, I'm like, is this a word I don't know? Yeah. I hope the song is called Demetria. <laughs> I hope the song is, he doesn't deserve a song. Like, you write a breakup song for your ex-fiance when they're, you know, a man of, of great character. And, yeah. And it's a tragedy. And you're overwhelmed with emotion, sadness, grief. Not when you're overwhelmed with the emotion of embarrassment. Unless the song's going to be called Thirst Monster. Oh, I like that. Or Disgrace. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not so interested, but I, I always love new music from Demi. Yeah, me too. This has just been like such a weird series of events. I'm like, actually like loving and living following. for it. Me and too. I didn't see that for myself. No. But I was watching our show yesterday. It's such a good show. You guys should check it out on International <laughs> Podcast Day. And I was watching our Max Eric segment. Yeah. And I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Like I'm just really, I was, I just, this one caught me by surprise. Like, because I really, like I said yesterday, I'm so shocked that this man got so far. Yeah, and only, ruined it. Only to ruin it. Only to ruin it. It just, I feel like the social climbers of the world are like so disappointed in him because if he was their God, you know, he made it to Demi <laughs> Lovato and he made, you know, the first mistake that social climbers, they teach you about in Social Climbers Anonymous. He got it's, too comfortable. <laughs> he got too comfortable and he embarrassed himself and that's like the one thing you can't do. I feel like in Social Climbers Anonymous, all they do is embarrass themselves. Of course. Like that's... I would, I would love to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I'm actually like a, a decent social climber. I think I'm the worst. I think I'm like descending the social ladder. I, I just have to say like social climbing is not always a bad thing. Some people call it networking. <laughs> I mean, those people are just like embarrassed that they're social climbers. I'm not embarrassed. Like no, they just take themselves really seriously. Yeah, no, if I see you somewhere and like you're famous and cooler than me, like I'm obviously going to try and be your friend. I'm human. Like, yeah. of course. I don't know if that's considered social climbing, but I would never do it to the point where like I would get engaged to someone, you know? Yeah. That's commitment. <laughs> you have limits. I, I definitely, I have standards. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, new music song in the AM. Can't wait to hear it. Song in the AM. It sounds like um, that Made One Direction. In the AM. Yeah. Oh, my Speaking favorite. of One Direction, new episode of The Redheads drops tomorrow, and you're saying, Jackie, what kind of transition segue was that? But our Redheads book is about a major girl band, and there are a lot of comparisons to One Direction mm. that we make in the episode. So if you're about the, the boy band, girl band life, check it out. Drops tomorrow. The book's really good, but even if you didn't read the book, I think you liked the episode. Also, um, I just wanted to keep you um, updated on my journey through different segments of TikTok. I have now landed on Little Mix TikTok. <gasps> it is such an amazing place to be. Like, what a talented group of women. I completely agree. With just music to die for like and they're not so big in the u.s which is a shame but a shame you know, but i kind of like it like i like i'm like an indie artist lover you know it's like i know artists that you don't know because i'm usually only listening to taylor swift that it is just like such a pleasurable place to be like first of all they're all so gorgeous and they, they have a real friendship like you can tell it's not like a work thing where like they're and they were put in a group they're from x factor like the same as one direction but they're like a family and i just love them they're all so gorgeous and they can all really really sing and they do these like beautiful harmonies and i've just been on i was just listening they did like a they're on kelly clarkson show doing like a zoom harmony but it's still amazing oh wow that's amazing i love little mix so much they are everything of the sort on the count of three say your favorite little mix song what oh do you think? i mean there's so many so i i Okay, I know mine. Ready? It's it's too hard. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go with like. I can't. Okay, three. I can't. This is too stressful. Two. I, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Um. Do, 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 do. 
It's so stressful. Okay, I just wanted to say mine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Three, Three two, two, one. Black hair. Magic. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Black Magic is amazing. And also, like, so a shout out to my ex. But they're literally, I have listened to them yes. over one million times. And, and I've ruined them for myself. Yeah. Why I love Little Mix, even though nobody asked, is because they're pop and they're just like really good pop music but they all sing so well that the songs have like unbelievable harmonies that if you're like an annoying person like me you're like listening to it and singing the harmonies and it's it's a pleasurable experience yeah and that's all you can really ask from your pop stars is to give you a pleasurable experience yes that is all you can ask next up new pics show emma karen as princess diana in the crown have you seen these photos no i have not and i'm like who is emma karen Emma Karin is who's playing Princess Diana in The Crown. Yes. Which, by the way, new season of The Crown drops November 15th. That so is this so is your far daily away. reminder. No, this now it's in it's in my line of vision. November so 15th. So far away. No, but like I I can officially start getting excited for it. Well, um, I've been excited for it because now I'm like a part of the Crown crew. Yes. What do we call ourselves? Um Well, I guess The, I Ken- the Kensingtons? The Kensingsteens. Oh, I love that. Look at her. She literally looks wow. like Princess Diana. But you know, whenever they... It's almost become like a trope. Like, there's so many Princess Diana movies, documentaries, that it's like, this isn't... To me, this is what I will believe as, like, the accurate retelling of history. But there's so many different narratives about, like, what happened? What was she like? Like, what did she wear? But they always nail the look. Because she had such, like, a specific, like, hair uh, uh, and like style aesthetic um and she the, obviously Netflix did a great job but yeah and it's this more is, than that this is the one you know in my opinion like this is the the retelling the that we've been waiting for yeah also it's been about 30 years which is so crazy less but you know anytime the story's been told before I just feel like we weren't far away from it you know far yeah. enough away to be telling the story so um, whenever I think of Princess Diana, I have such a weird like memory association because I never Are you um, t- talk about that TikTok. No, which, which one? is so on point. The one <laughs> about the Parent Trap and the girl who oh. thought that um, that the mom Eliz- from the Parent Trap was Princess Diana. And by the way, like she's not wrong. As a kid, I a hundred percent thought that the London mom was Princess because, Diana because one, they look alike. Two, they're from Britain. Three, they were on the QE2, the Queen Elizabeth, which is like royal Queen. vibes. Queen! And four, I think the the mom's name was Elizabeth, right? Yes. So there's like a confusion going on. Oh, and five, they're fucking doppelgangers. Oh, yeah, no. And six, the, at the, the movie came out at the exact time that Diana's popping off. Yeah, no, it was really misleading for the youth of America to yeah. see that. And when I saw that TikTok of the girl saying like her whole life she thought that the mom from Parent Trap <laughs> was Princess Diana, I felt, first of all, it's like this girl went into my brain and went to a file literally from 50 years ago in my brain, opened it up and was like, you remember this. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, I know now that it's not who, it's not her. I know it's, um, what's Natasha. her name? Natasha, yeah, who sadly passed away. But I just couldn't believe it. But that's not what I was going to say. My association with Princess Diana is very strange because I was never really, like, as a kid, like, into royals. I don't know if, like, a lot of American teenagers are. Um, and we were, I think we were, like, a little young to... We were extremely young. We were, like, at three. Right. But so the first time I ever literally, like, saw, not saw, but, like, maybe this is just a memory that stuck. I went to a party at a gay bar, and they had literally, like, Princess Diana imagery being projected over every wall and ceiling, spliced with porn. And that's what I think of when I think of Princess Diana. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's my story. Nice. Well, Netflix Crown. Netflix Season four drops 
November 15th. We'll see you there. I forgot about that part of my quarantine where I was watching The Crown. I know. So many different phases. Oh, Carol Baskin got kicked off of... Um, I saw. Dancing with the Stars. And to be honest, like maybe I'll go back to watching it now. I haven't been watching. It's just... I, I, something inside me, I don't know why I had this like visceral reaction. I can't support Carol Baskin being on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. You know what? Like, you have to... Draw the line. Draw the line. But maybe now I'll go back and to watching. And be true to yourself. Okay, next story is something, a story that I'm finding so funny. You Swifties are just wild in. This is the best story ever. Taylor Swift fans troll Jake Gyllenhaal on Instagram with All Too Well lyrics. Now, can I just give a little history lesson to those who may not be familiar with the All Too Well Jake Gyllenhaal of it all? Sure. So All Too Well, if you don't know it, by the way, and you don't even like, like Taylor Swift, whatever, it's not a personality trait, listen to it. It is... Probably the best song ever written, I would say. Uh, maybe in the last 10 years. Um, it's from her album Red, and it's just this really, really painful breakup anthem. It's like, it's like a six-minute song. Takes you on a journey about how she was with this guy. Um, she gives little details about who the guy is. There's been major speculation, pretty much like to the point of confirmation within the Swifty community, that the song is about her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, but it's not clear, you're saying? It's never made clear. Literally, all we get is you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-size bed. Like, okay. And, oh, and he has a sister. That's the only thing because Taylor uh, still left her scarf at his sister's house. Those are literally the only lyrics we get that are identifiable characteristics of who the song could be about. The rest of the song is just like a painful ballad from the heart of a young girl who's just been broken okay thank you for that backstory because that makes the story even better yeah jake gyllenhaal posted a childhood photo of himself wearing glasses on instagram monday as a way to spotlight new eyes for the needy an organization that provides prescription eyewear to those in financial need and that recently partnered with the inspire project on a special sneaker series sidebar that's like a really um wonderful organization no that's what makes the story even better is that like there's all this press attention. And, and attention on a wonderful organization quote i've worn my glasses every day every every day since I parted my hair meticulously with gel, which is why New Eyes has always been near and dear to my heart, the caption began. But Swifties couldn't resist the opportunity to quote a line from her iconic 2012 breakup ballad, All Too Well, which is rumored to be about Gyllenhaal. Quote, you used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-size bed. Like, that is the only information we have about who the song could possibly be about. Right. I mean, she's dated a lot of people. It's very possible that John Mayer had glasses. It's very possible that Harry Styles had glasses. Well, the timing wouldn't have added up for Harry Styles, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Before long, the actor's comments were flooded with the lyric, with one fan adding, you posted this pic and thought the Swifties would do nothing? <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> this is where, like, I think stan culture is, is like, at its finest. At its finest. And I think there's a lot of really dark and toxic parts of For stan sure. culture. But this is just, like, brilliance. This is brilliant. Like, so fucking funny. I'm happy for the Swifties for this close to confirmation that the song is about him. Yeah. And you know what? That is really, as a one step removed Swifty, All Too Well is an amazing song. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about who it might be about. But now that I think about it, it's like one of the most powerful songs. So whoever it is about, like that says a lot. Which is crazy because in her Rolodex of relationships, like I don't even blink at Jake Gyllenhaal. It was like random. I remember seeing them and I was a kid. I'm like, why is she with this old man? Like Jake I didn't get Jake Gyllenhaal it. does literally nothing for me. The least ever. Yeah. And just knowing he's related to Maggie Gyllenhaal is where I draw the line. Yeah. Also, knowing that the song I Knew You Were Trouble is about him. Um, and unconfirmed. I, and I hate that song. I don't like that song either. Hate, hate, hate. Can't help but associate it with the man who inspired it. 
but I could never I could never dislike All Too Well because it's such a powerful song. Oh, of course. But like now my association with Jake Gyllenhaal is like some of the worst singles from Red. Right. And I have no choice but to not stan. I just want to thank all the the stans who did this because it was really funny just bright spot of my day yesterday reading through the comments highlighting a great organization like and, can't tell yeah. you how much this story is just all good and I love um I used to not really like the Instagram comments not going chronologically they've now been filtered by like top comments who has the most likes but it does make a situation like this like so funny yeah I can't imagine now being chronological again it's like oh you know I mean I have 4,000 Instagram accounts and on girl with no job I got chronological comments like last week congrats Thanks. I think I was the last person on earth to get it. And so now you're enjoying it. That's why like you're talking about yeah, like it's update new. that like rolls out for us two years, two years ago. ago. No, no. I was the last person on earth to get it. I don't know why. Wow. Fifth and final story. Sure. Cake boss Buddy Velastro had an injury and that has Slow news day. That has affected his baking. Okay, I just have to say, I feel like Buddy Velasco's in the news like a decent amount for like a baker, and he's like always being a little messy. <laughs> no, but like this one is a big one. Cake Boss star Buddy Velasco is revealing the details of the terrible accident that mangled his hand and landed him in the hospital. And I mean, journalism with, is so dramatic. He like, works with his hands. Okay. Quote: I was involved in a terrible accident a few days ago. The baker and TV personality wrote on Instagram, "What do you think of my new accessory?" <laughs> Are you okay? A, Why did you choose this story? It was a right-hand bandage. Okay, the way that this story was set up was like the cake boss. You got hoodwinked. Is that the cake boss like will not be bossy anymore because of this injury that has impaired his hand. All I want to say, and I'm not trying to stir up any drama in the baking world, but and I'm really not trying to pit Baker against Baker, but Jeff Goldblum is like the cake the boss. The cake boss. And Buddy is a cake boss. And I just... I just wanted to say that I used yeah. to literally die for ace of cakes like I was like my bar mitzvah my wedding like I am getting this cake it was just such an art and really just insane what about Duff that's what I just said oh did I not say his name was Duff I don't know yeah oh <laughs> I said Jeff that's the guy from the apartments.com commercial yeah sorry no, he's Duff Goldblum okay, I'm sorry I, was gonna say, like, I got my you, Jews confused when you said Jeff Goldblum like it felt like Right. Right, but not right enough. And oh my God, I'm, people listening to this podcast are screaming. Like, <laughs> and then I'm like racking my brain like, no, there's another cake boss in I'm sorry, mix. Ace of Cakes, Duff. Did I really say Jeff? I think so. It's a two-letter difference. Duff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. It's such a common mistake. I can't believe it's not made more. <laughs> Imagine Jeff Goldblum like in the, bake, in the kitchen. Well, yeah. whatever. All I was saying was Ace of Cakes is an amazing show, and I'm not trying to pit baker against baker but, but that's I am. what you're doing and i love um, pitting people against one another here i hope that buddy's hand recovers and that he can go back oh. to being the boss of cakes oh uh, yes i forgot uh, no i hope his hand recovers so he can go back to being the second best baker on tv yeah well you know there's a lot of baking shows out there people love them and so you need more than just the one yeah but duff. let's not forget who started it all duff for sure i'm duff a duff walked. girly for i'm a i'm we need to make merch <laughs> i'm a duff girly <laughs> jeff goldblum oh Ace my god of cakes there are also by the way there are duff girlies and there are jeff girlies people think like there are people out there who, who think that jeff goldblum is the hottest man who ever walked the earth you know what i'm happy that like there's something for everyone yeah and i'm like do you guys know like about John Mayer? Like it's like John Ham. Oh, John Ham. Oh my god, I love my life. Um, okay, so watches Mad Men once. Oh my god, John Ham, love You're my like life. The kind of girl that like that I would hate. make fun of. Yeah, 
Okay, it's fine. We've come full circle. Um, was that all? Anything else? Any other cake news you wanted to share? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of cake news, new season of The Great British Baking Show is on Netflix. Oh, exciting. Very I exciting. Watch. It's such a nice show. If you're ever like feeling stressed, need a content upper, but like don't want to be too engaged and like also kind of want to be on your phone. Great British speaking show. I love a show that's designed for me to be on my phone while watching. Yeah. I've gotten to the point in Friends now where it's like, it's literally background music. Oh, for sure. But Theo likes it, so yeah. you do it for Theo. Um, okay, now it's time for Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, we will always keep it anonymous. We'll never use real names. You can always just email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. If you've got a quandary, you know, between work stuff, bridesmaid stuff, relationship stuff, doesn't matter. Um, first up. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Hi. Longtime listener and fan. Thank Before you. I start, I just want to say how thankful I am for your show during the queue. You're welcome. My boss is a cereal snack and lunch stealer. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say he's Killer. a cereal snack. I'm like, ooh. Oh. It's a small company. There's only four of us. Wait, he's a stealer. Okay. He steals snacks and lunches. And honestly, I feel like you wrote this in about me. <laughs> When I first started the job, I'd bring a box of granola bars to work. Within a day or two, the box was empty. Now, I would never eat someone else's snacks without asking, but apparently someone in my office would. I figured out it was my boss because when he was done with my box of granola bars, he announced to the office, oops, I think I just ate all of someone's snack. Essentially, I am Ross from Friends, and it's been five years of this shit. I've started hiding my snacks in a box of gluten-free crackers or hiding them in my desk drawer. It's not easy to hide snacks in our office, especially when eating them. This doesn't just happen to me. Today, my boss ate one of my coworkers' leftovers that she was planning on having for lunch today. That's insane. Yeah, it's a, there's a difference between, like, a box of granola bars, which you could think are, like, a, an office snack, mm -hmm. versus, like, someone's leftovers Tupperware. in the Tupperware. This is not the first time this has happened. Okay, a box of granola bars, but someone's leftovers, question mark? <laughs> especially, especially when he had his own leftovers in the fridge. Also, this time during a pandemic where numbers are rising where I'm from. That's true. Anywhere, what can... Sick. Anyways, what can I do? Maybe the solution is continuing to hide my stuff, but every time I leave food here, I am paranoid that it will be eaten. That's, you know, he's making it a really unsafe and work, work environment, and I'm really sorry that this is happening to you. My advice would obviously be non-perishables keep in your desk like snacks crackers chips like in the drawer maybe even get a key and then with things that you must put in the refrigerator post it that shit up do not touch do not touch and you know what just tell everyone you have coronavirus and they won't start sharing food with you yeah they also will make you go home from work oh that works but i would say definitely get a lockbox or somewhere to keep your snacks safe in your desk. That seems like you should be doing that anyway. Because if you do put a box of granola, like non-perishables, chips, crackers. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I might think they're for everyone. You know, when we worked in an office, like, if there was stuff, like, in the kitchen, like. On the kitchen. On the counter. counter it's for fair me, game. Especially if they're individually packaged snacks. Right. No. If but it's, if like, a bag of chips, maybe I wouldn't, like, stuff my hand in there. But granola bars, definitely. For sure. So, I would say protect the non-perishables, for sure. And when it comes to the Tupperware situation, I would start with a post-it, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe he just doesn't know, you know, maybe he doesn't know how things go. So say, do not eat. And if he continues to eat, I would say... Um, maybe it's a small company. So is there someone who works in HR? Yeah, this sounds like something for HR. Like, yeah. our boss is eating all our snacks. And also, like, in the or, age of coronavirus, like, we can't really be sharing snacks. Or you go to HR and say, listen, boss is eating all the snacks. I get it. He's hungry. So am I. Let's have a s office a, snacks. A snack fund. O office snacks. Like offices should have snacks. I it's agree. It's 2020. And I actually think that offices that don't provide snacks is like really, um, it's like a huge violation. It's 
backwards. It's regressive. It's regressive. It's fucking sick. So bring that to HR, you know, petition for snacks. And you know you're going to have your boss on board because he's the snack master general. Right, of course. He will support any, like, agenda you push in regards to snacks. Because any that way, snack initiative. That he doesn't have to, like, go out and purchase himself. Totally. So then you and, like, your coworker whose food has been being snatched, like, you guys can go out to Costco on Snack Patrol and, like, make a day of it. So oh, and then fun. you get, like, to go on an offsite. Yeah, yeah. So fun. Um, okay, next up. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Longtime listener, first-time advice asker here. This is really an awkward situation, so I'm just going to get right to it. I have this friend, Gertrude, who's been going through some money struggles. She decided that she wants to start an OnlyFans for some extra cash. She was pretty nervous about starting it, so she asked me for my opinion. I don't have any experience in this area either, but I wanted to support her, so I tried to help her out. She was asking me things like how much should she charge, what should she call her account, which profile picture should she use, etc. She finally created her account a few weeks ago and immediately asked me if I would subscribe so I could keep helping her out and ask for feedback on her post. I told Gertrude that I would be happy to continue giving advice and stuff, but I didn't really want to make an OnlyFans account just to see her nudes. I thought that would be the end of it, but for the past few weeks, she's brought it up several times and it's starting to make me feel uncomfortable. We recently had a, f a bit of a fight about it, and she basically said that she thinks I'm slut-shaming her and overall just really pressured me into subscribing. I'm getting a vibe that this is way more than her wanting help starting up the side hustle, and I don't know what to do. To be perfectly honest, I'm starting to get really skeeved out. This is totally not a situation I ever expected to be in. So um, how can I tell my friend that I don't want to pay $8.99 a month to watch and critique her porn? Love, not an OnlyFans fan. Wow. Okay. This is weird because, to be honest, I respect anyone who goes on OnlyFans. Like, For it's, sure. It's a, we've spoken about, like, why it's a better alternative to traditional porn. Um, but, like, the pressuring of the friends to subscribe and watch is kind of strange. Yeah, and I understand if she wants help, like, building her business and wants your feedback. But then tell her, like, give me your login and I'll go on. Like, right. so if she really is wanting the critique, you shouldn't have to... Pay for it. Pay her, like and be helping her that seems extreme so just tell her happy to critique what's the login I'll go check on how everything's doing yeah and if she doubles down on you subscribing just be like I can't swing it right now yeah I can't swing it right now like be like I don't I don't have an OnlyFans account like I don't want to make one I think that that is where you can draw the line but yeah as then, far as helping her, as long as you're comfortable doing it, just make sure, just say, give me your login. Like, that's when our, when our sisters want to watch our Patreon stuff, we give them our login. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Um, it's very strange. And I just think, like, the $8.99 you're giving her in OnlyFans a month would probably be better served $7.99 for our Patreon channel. It's a dollar less. Yeah, and it's premium content. That's $12 a year. Five so. extra episodes a month, and it's wonderful it's an unbeatable value some have said some, some have said because you'll always have like episodes there even if you when we drop them you're not interested they'll always be there like on a rainy day you know if you're just wanting some extra scenes in the background mm -hmm. like on a weekend it's nice it's nice that's just what people have said yeah um okay final dear toasters let's go hi claudia and jackie i've been living with my boyfriend at his at his dad and stepmom's house for about three months now because of COVID. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years and we eventually plan on getting married. My boyfriend and his dad have both gone back to the office and his stepmom, let's call her Meredith, and I are working from home. This afternoon, Meredith came into my, quote, office and said she had a gift for me. This is very out of character of her, so I was a little confused right off the bat. She then proceeds to hand me a book called The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands. She tells me that men are simple and they need three things, to be admired, sex, and food. The entire time she was talking to me, I didn't know what to say, and it honestly felt like the sex talk. She continued to say how she thinks the book is really important to read and that I might get a lot out of it. She had asked me on multiple occasions when my boyfriend and I are getting married and has told me that she wants to be very involved in the wedding planning, so I was under the impression 
and she liked me. Should I be really offended that she thinks I'm not doing a good job in my relationship or do you think she was trying to be nice? Love you guys so much. Thanks. I mean, my concern is whether, not whether she likes you or not, is why is this person's stepmom like so involved in the adult son of, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not your business. Get out. Yeah. I'm inclined to be like, get the fuck out of my face. But, um... I don't know, what if, like, your boyfriend, like, has been talking to his parents, like, complaining, like, oh, she doesn't make right. me f- enough food, and so your stepmom's just, like, giving you the answer, but that's not how relationships really should be communicated. Right, like, and if through. your boyfriend <laughs> is using his stepmom and his dad to talk to you, you might you have got, a bigger I, problem. You got a problem. Um, Bring it up to your boyfriend, see if it rings any bells. But if she really is just really excited about this wedding and giving you this book because she thinks it's going to, like, get you to the Closer. aisle faster... Uh, just take the book, say thanks, read it if you're interested, and just move it along. People yeah. have weird ways of doing things. And also, when dealing with someone who's of a different generation, it's sometimes just easier to, like, say okay and then, like, ign- like ignore. ignore. Yeah. Because people who grew up in different gen- generations, like, sometimes you just are never going to see eye to eye, to eye and you're never going to understand each other, and, like, that's okay, and it's not worth the energy of, like, fighting with this person. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel that way, too. So... Try and figure out if you think that this is something that your boyfriend raised to his dad and stepmom. Yeah. And then sort of figure out how you guys can better communicate with one another. But if it's just her, like, sticking her head where it doesn't belong, pretend like you're thankful and move on. Yeah. I mean, that book is giving me major, like, Betty Draper vibes. Oh. Who I just, like, only want good things for. And it's like, could Don just be nice to her for one fucking second? No, it's insane. Don't tell me if he ends up being nice to her and, like, falling back in love with her. Because every time he comes home, I'm like, this is it. He's going to fall in love and realize that the woman he married is the most beautiful woman on the planet. And just loves him so much. And is just, like, so pathetic. And is so she's so on point. Oh, I mean, her every looks, look. her equestrian glamour. She just started horseback riding. Like, it's perfection. It's perfection. Like, even when she goes to sleep at night. Like... Yeah, it's like when I when I watch the show, I'm like I go to the when I see what happens in the office, I'm like, my God, I'm so glad I'm not like a woman who was born in that time period. Like it's so demeaning and it's awful. And then I see Betty Draper and I'm like, maybe it's not so bad. I could do that. I could do that. I, honestly, it's like part of me is like, I think I was meant to be Betty Draper. For sure. My only qualm with um I mean there's like a lot of things wrong, but the part that like I don't think I could do is like she would stay in her dress like until really late at night. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like the minute I get home, I need to take off my makeup and get into pajamas. No, no, Even like, if it's three o'clock. The kids are asleep and she's still in her dress. Yeah. And it's with a, a base and the hair. The, the, I mean, the hair. So that part would be really tough for me because I've just gotten accustomed. To, yeah. Like when I am home, I'm in my pajamas only. Of course. Like I won't, because I also, because I won't like sit on my bed in my day clothes. No, that's gross. I'm glad you agree. Yeah, I used to not think that way. But now since coronavirus, I'm like. Your bed is your like, sanctuary. I used to get home from school and just like get in my bed with like my clothes from school. That you sat on the bus in. Yeah. And now you got bus in your bed. No, like I used to take the subway sometimes. Like and I would just get subway in my bed. If you sat on, if you sat on the bench. Sick. That is so sick and so crazy. So I would never do that now. And Ben does it and I'm, I'm getting him on board. Yeah. Have him watch this episode. Yeah. Or, you know what, let me call him. I'll um, talk some sense into him. That's Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We really appreciate everyone writing in and being open and honest with us. Because we're all about openness and honesty here. We are. And with that, we bid you. I bid you saying. I do. Thank you guys so much for listening. I do. <laughs>
Wow, Thank she's you. coming for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show where we go live Monday through... Oh, fuck no. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know Monday... Oh, wait, before I say, um, the little bit that I did with my phone with the RDH, I have to say, I can't take credit for that. A toaster DM me and gave me the idea, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on your name, but I will remember it and send you a DM. Thank you, Queen. It was a great idea. Claudia sent me the message of I the sent toaster her, like, who said that. We're doing this. And I was literally on the floor. I'm like, that's the best idea ever. Yeah. Um, so sorry. <clears throat> Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, CastBox, Amazon Music. Wherever you find your podcast, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have a wonderful, amazing, sensational day, and we will see you tomorrow for our final show of the week because we are not here on Friday. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Bye.